2: Hey everyone, welcome to Webcology here on WebmasterRadio.fm. This is Jim Hedger from Digital Always Media, joined as always by by Dave Davies from Beanstalk SEO. It's Thursday, the 20th of October, 2011, and the truth be known, um, we're just making this one up. We don't have a... Dave, it's been one of those weeks where I've been 40 minutes late the day after I was supposed to be somewhere. <laughs> um, I've moved to a new house, set up a new office, um, training new staff, and uh, it's you know um, drawing towards the end of a couple contracts. So I'm in reporting mode right now, and I honestly I haven't had any time to prepare for this show at all.
1: No, well, you know that that happens, sometimes. and and you know what, to us, hey, we actually had this this very chat with uh, with. Our Friends over at, uh, at the dojo. Um, how that happens sometimes, and and you know what I found is often those are the funnest and uh, and best shows um, that we have. We cover a, a lot of news, which I mean, God bless our industry uh, for providing us just just constantly, uh, constant changing and and new things. Uh, we don't have a guest this time, so you know, in some ways we've had a lot of weeks in a row with guests, um, so this time we have a chance to actually sit down and chat about some of the stuff that's been going on, and uh,
2: yeah, that's um, you know, maybe hopefully are our listeners will benefit. Of, in this time of revolutionary fever, we want to kick the experts out. Throw the bums out. Who cares if they've been doing it forever and ever and ever? They're bums. They're experts.
1: That's right. Yeah. That's right. That's <laughs> right.
2: Um, All right, all right. The
1: sarcasm is there.
2: (laughs) Speaking of experts who often look like bums or who are appearing to look like bums, let's start with RIM, Research in Motion, the maker of BlackBerry, formerly the most popular mobile device out there. Um, These guys revolutionized mobile text messaging. They revolutionized um, mobile email access and mobile business access. And then they sort of, um, well, they came up across the great monolith of iPhone. And um, I don't know what happened, but, you know, two and a half, three years ago, the innovation stopped. And the brand has been just kicked around since. They've released uh, a couple um, new renditions of, of the BlackBerry cell phone. they released the Playbook tablet. Nothing has lived up to spec. Nothing has lived up to, to, to tech users' expectations. And now, in what appears to be um, what I would call a Hail Mary pass, RIM is making a number of new announcements, the first of which happened two days ago in San Francisco at the RIM Developers Conference, where they announced that the newest versions of Playbook, their operating system, is going to be compatible with the Google, with the Google Android operating system major step forward for Research in Motion, and more importantly, major step forward for anyone who might be interested in developing apps for Research in Motion devices.
1: And I think you hit the nail completely on the head in, uh, in that one. I mean, I think that's probably the biggest win for them in this move, um, is, is having access to effectively an, an entirely different market now, right? There, there's an entirely different group of people that, that would be willing to, to take a look at their products um, knowing that they're, you know the, the apps are, are there for them and, and, and until recently it was sort of a, well you know, to, you have a BlackBerry. Um, you know, it was, it was a much more closed camp um, and so this is going to allow them access to uh, to a completely different market. I mean I would never look at a, a BlackBerry um, you know and, and, and may still not, but <laughs> you know it, it it would now become something that, that would fit my my play bill of okay I can take a look at this now um you know when when my current contract's up and I can get a new phone you know let's take a look at, at this as a as a potential product um as opposed to in the past where it was just it was never even something that was on my consideration list so um good for them now now thoughts why would they why would they make this move i mean other than as, as you know appealing to people like me that would now look at it um, do you think this is any kind of move to, to tie a little closer to Google um, or is this just for their own for their own sake
2: well that's a pretty good question it's um, hard to tell where uh, research and motion where, where where they intend where they're uh, two CEOs you know they have co CEOs they don't have a they don't have one guy in charge they got two guys in charge Uh... uh uh, 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 Jim, Jim basilli and, uh, Lazeri, but I'm spacing, I'm spacing their names, I apologize for that, but, um, it's hard to tell where they, where they wish to go. I know that they want to keep RIM alive as a independent operation, but the world mightn't allow them to do that. They've bled market share, their stock is down, although every time there's, uh, Talk of merger or acquisition of Rim stock stock will go up quickly. So the stock is fluctuating right now because there's a lot of talk about merger and acquisition. Um, they were, I mean, this is they they were the Alta Vista and the Yahoo of their time. And I, I don't say that to, to try to make a joke, although it's, the, the joke is obvious. Um, they were the leader. Now they're not. So. Right. Now we're at least seeing them try to innovate. Um, Big problems with Rim, as you said, you would never use it because it's not as functional to you as, say, your iPhone or your Android phone might be. Right. Um, Well, for me, it's eminently useful. I don't do a lot of uh, uh, development on my phone. I do a lot of business texting. Um, I really, really appreciate that every text I send on my phone is routed through Waterloo, Ontario, not through Langley, Virginia. Um, it's the only mobile device in the world that can say that. One of the reasons RIM wants to stand alone, incidentally, is because businesses really value that it goes through Canada and not through the United States, making it subject to the Patriot Act. Right. Um, right. Big consideration. And they might be throwing that away with uh, with the, 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 the inclusion of... of The Android operating system or compatibility with the Android operating system. But again, guys like you won't use it because it doesn't do what you've come to expect a a mobile computing device should do. The BlackBerry doesn't, the Playbook doesn't. Playbook wasn't even email capable when it was first uh, released. Like, look how far back they fell in innovation.
1: And I think the, the the thing is is we all we've chatted I don't know how often we've chatted privacy on this show but it's it's going to be hitting the triple digits at some point in the not too distant future um, and I mean I, I think you interestingly hit the nail on the head and and if if Rim plays this right um, they could well position themselves to cover both camps right. I mean, they—you know—it doesn't have to be Android. Um, and so, if they are dealing with, say, um, say government or or people who are very very concerned, such as yourself, with how these things are rooting through, um, you know, okay, fine, then then this is the route you would go. But hey, if you're, you know, the the general populace, if you're, you know, me or 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 whatnot, where you go, well, screw it. You know what? I've these people have gotten all my data. I'm willing to sacrifice some some levels of privacy. Um, in exchange for the convenience of having access to, you know, angry birds to play on the bus or whatever, <laughs> you know, to, to have access to the it convenience. To trade off. You know,
2: I it it it's a trade-off. Really, I came across this really funny comic the other day. It was a uh, juxtaposition of, like, what George Orwell was afraid of and, and, and predicted for our society, and what Adios Huxley was afraid of and predicted for our society. Orwell figured the state would just like mosh down and control everything while Huxley figured that the free market would produce so many distractions that we just, you know, sort of forget what our real priorities were. Right. Both were right. Uh, Just uh, uh, anyone out there uh, juxtapose, who's read 1984 and Brave New World, juxtapose them together and you get our society today. Um, Saw so another really funny comic. So Julian Assange in one panel and Mark Zuckerberg in the other. <laughs> Julian Assange's panel reads, "I take I take state and corporate information and make it available to everyone for free." Mark Zuckerberg's panel reads, "Oh, and and uh, I'm the villain." Zuckerberg's panel reads, "I take your private information and sell it to corporations for a major profit. I'm Man of the Year." Right. Like I, I saw that on your wall, actually. It's Seriously, friends, this is you as a commodity. Like, they've run out of oil to dig out of the ground, it seems. They've run out of gold and silver and you no know, base metals to easily exploit. But there's one last thing that we can easily exploit, and that's you as the person. Folks, come on! I mean, I, I, I'm really into web marketing. But we don't want to. We don't want to pass that point, where where there is no return. I, I we've already have done that. So you know, old fogies like me are just going to pull our pants up to our tits and talk about how it used to be.
1: Well, I mean, you, you do hit that spot, and it, it's funny because I was reading uh, Denny Sullivan had, had coincidentally just on on Facebook post something, but it was it was related to politics, and I do think you hit that sort of catch twenty two of things though where. I don't, and it's it's a weird likening, but where I want cuts, I want a balanced budget, but don't take away from me. And, and you hit that spot here too, where it's like, well, I want privacy and I want to be outraged about all this stuff, but I want all the convenience, right? So I want you to give me for free all the great things that I should have, but I don't want to give you, exchange that for my for my data. And And, and you do hit that that point where we've created that environment I want all of these things and all of those things need to be paid for right Zuckerberg yeah. needs to make a profit and how is he going to make that profit well the only way that he can because I'm not willing to pay for Facebook I mean if they went out and said you know what it'll be totally private but we've got to charge you 10 bucks a month
2: yeah, no, and well, I'm a I'm total hypocrite talking because I'm a massive Facebook user avid Facebook yeah. user I find it an extraordinary way to communicate mm-hmm. we oh, all do sigh. I know,
1: I know. Well, that's that's always a catch-22, right? And so I'll do the same. I'll like, how can you do this with my data? Well, because I'm not willing to pay for the service. <laughs> so what, what do I expect them to do? Now, we were chatting about RIM. We were chatting about them moving... To, sorry? Oh, uh, yeah, yeah, rim. <laughs> um, about them moving or, or, or developing for, for Android. Now, this gets into my, into, to my brain pan here because uh, today over on, on Search Engine Watch, Frank Watson, your friend of mine, um, had, had posted an article talking about um, the upcoming vote uh, from Motorola stockholders on an acquisition by Google valued at $12.5 billion dollars seemingly more about patents than hardware but um, it, it, it is part of what made me think hey is this move by rim sort of a long-term acquisition um, strategy I think Motorola shareholders would be remiss <laughs> they
2: Fools let's be honest here fools they were fools. Well, we, we've seen what
1: happens when people offer gods and gods <laughs> cash <laughs> and then you don't hey, take maybe, it.
2: Here's a whole bunch of cash for something that doesn't really have a lot of value anymore. No, but, I mean, that's
1: the thing. And this is, it's, it's a perfect fit. I understand completely why it has that value to Google. Motorola is in a great spot right now. Nobody is, is going to be able to counter it at these kinds of values. Um, and Motorola will be worth less in two years than it's worth right now. So.
2: <laughs> but as you said, Motorola's got all them patents, and right now, patent protection is what it's about. As a, you know, we've we we stopped. There's no more pioneers in the mobile space. Mm-hmm. There may be pioneers in the augmented reality space, but there's no more pioneers in the mobile space. Now they're settlers, and things are getting legal. You know, they're div- yep. they're divvying up the land, and who holds title to what? That's 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 what the, these 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 acquisitions are all about. Oh yeah
1: yeah and i mean it it makes perfect sense, and we know i mean you know if we've known Cindy for i don't know how long <laughs> I mean, she she's been calling this day for well not this day she's been calling what we've seen over the last couple of years for a good i don't know got to be going on a decade now uh, um but i mean we can we can fully see everything that's that's being laid out in front of us. I think this would be in regards to mobile and and the the massive um, massive market that it is, is growing to be becoming and that it's probably one of the, the largest new markets, uh, so sort to of speak of or, or sort of still in its in its early stages and, and where it's going to go is fantastic. Google grabs these patents. Um, that's going to be an absolutely outstanding uh, move for them. I'll be really interested to see what they do in the way of hardware. My My sincere hope for their own sake is that they do nothing with it right they, they you know i mean they they've not for the folks at, at motorola i mean that would that would suck if they, if they ended up getting um you know shut down or, or out of work or whatnot but i would hate to see google now try and um you know manufacture well we've seen that happen in the past that's not their thing no, no. <laughs> clearly um that's that's not the direction that they should be going or, or likely will be going and so i, I think it's going to be interesting to see though what they what they grab these patents and whether they use them more as a Um, hey, people who are manufacturing for Android have access to uh, the hardware-related areas here, Um, or whether they just go, nobody gets them. Um, Hopefully, they won't.
2: Don't forget, there's there's only so many ways to paint a pick a fence, right? You can brush up, you can brush down, you can brush sideways. You can use a roller, you can use a brush. That's it. Those are your options. Spray can, I suppose. So how many ways are there to make um, connectivity happen using a mobile device? Five, six, seven? Yeah. Well, you know, there's room for everybody, but you better protect, you better cover your assets. And in case uh, Apple comes after you, as they're known to do, um, or somebody you know, someone, some patent troll out in left field somewhere comes after you, you know, um, the same reason that, that Yahoo bought um, all the all the assets of Alta Vista years ago it wasn't because mm-hmm. they wanted to use Alta Vista's technology; it's because they wanted to use Alta Vista's patents to protect their technology. The method of
1: doing stuff. Oh, for sure. And I mean, this, this may be some signal down the road as well. I mean, one of the things that I look at when I see that is it doesn't just, like, I, my initial thought is thinking of it as the hardware that I carry around with me. A lot of these patents have to do with the connectivity between basically the tower, right? Like the, 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 the yeah. connectivity outside. Um, and if Google does have ambitions down the road, and I have no doubt they do, to um, become more of a provider. Um, of this, you know, hey, we'll give you a free cell access as long as you're using our system. Um, and as long as you let us fire ads at you constantly, um, you know, having those patents and the ability to, to control um, and, and do, I, I don't even can't even fathom what, what data they'd be pulling there. I mean, we all know they'd know everything. Um, but yeah, to, to, to control those patents as well will be um, huge, just absolutely huge for them. So I, I, I see them more going that side than this acquisition being more about, hey, we want to be able to build phones.
2: And apparently, Jim has uh, dropped off.
1: <laughs> ah, ah, okay. Oh, I, right. Okay, I can see it. Uh, see it connecting. Now, I think so. you're,
2: you're able to go ahead and handle this all yourself. If, or, or we could go I, to commercial and just reconnect.
1: I was just about to take us out because I'm noticing it's 20 after, so why don't we uh, grab a commercial break? We'll connect with uh, with Jim here, who's being called right now. So uh, this is Webcology. We'll be back in just a moment. Sit tight and don't move. Webcology. We'll be back after this short break. Looking for a white-label SEO and social platform for your clients? Think eBrand. Free and unlimited SEO audit reports. E-brands. Premium Facebook apps and welcome page creators. E-brands. Twitter management app, analytics, and mobile site generators. E-brands.
0: AdMedia Media tailors your all-in-one campaign to give your account a real advantage. Admedia.com delivers cost-effective ad solutions with real conversions. Learn everything Ad Media can do for you today. Sign up at AdMedia.com. Admedia, strong ROI made simple.
2: As you know, being an expert at <gasps> f what did she say?
1: Requires lots of practice and a great tool. Think you could use some help with f- Whoa. You're not alone. Hundreds have used our tool to take their
0: f*** performance to the next level. It's a
1: language.
0: Of course, we're talking about managing Facebook ads on Aquizio. Oh. Buy, track, manage, optimize, and report on media across all major ad networks. Visit Equizio.com to get a demo today. Aquizio, Search. Social. Display. One platform.
1: Welcome to the Webmaster Institute for Financial Advancement, WebmasterRadio.fm. It's like radio with a PhD.
0: WebmasterRadio.fm. We're everywhere. Commercials
1: off. Now back to Webcology, only on WebmasterRadio.fm.
2: Here are the hosts, Jim Hedger and Dave Devens. Oh, hey everyone, welcome back to Webcology here on WebmasterRadio.fm. I am so sorry about that interruption. I don't even know what it sounded like because suddenly everything went dead for me. You know what but, happened,
0: Dave?
2: Uh, what's that? This is why, in Canada, we need net neutrality legislation. I'm on Rogers as my internet service provider, and I, I think they just degraded the signal to my place... Because I'm using Skype, a competing service to their um, Rogers at home Rogers home phone service, or um, we could let the systems
1: rule themselves, and you could pay extra for that.
2: Uh, (laughs) Yeah, that's right. You you,
1: you know, I needed to go in. I needed to
2: go in that route. Um. Absolutely, the consumer should have to pay extra for every little thing that that our parents paid for to have installed originally. You're right. Society's already paid for it, but the fat cats need to remain fat. So that, um, you know. You know, I saw a really funny sign the other day. It said, This isn't a recession, it's a robbery. And I just feel like that sometimes. Like, good God, I'm paying them 60 bucks a month for this. Just for the web. Don't degrade my signal, you bastards. (laughs) Tell us how you really feel, Jim. I can't. I can't. I want to make sure that we don't get the R rating on the podcast. <laughs> Beware the CRTC. Oh no, the CRTC doesn't give a hoot. Um, it's the uh, it's iTunes. You see, I'm worried. I'm worried about the uh, the folks at at Apple because you know the the biggest uh, distributor of our podcast, as I understand it, is actually iTunes. Is that isn't that right, George? Absolutely. Well, I don't want to. I, I don't want to uh, annoy them off. Annoy them. Thank you. I don't want to annoy them.
1: Actually, second, because more people go to our website than they do iTunes. Oh fuck
2: cases. iTunes! then. I can see whatever I <laughs> want. Hey, hey, they go about forty-five percent. Okay, we don't want to lose that. Slow-, <laughs> Slow down.
1: All right. Well, speaking of annoying things, <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna segue us in here to uh, Google encrypting search data um, wow for, what do
2: you think eh?
1: i oh <laughs> um you know I, I don't know for anybody who's read uh jonathan allen's um breakdown of this from uh yesterday over at uh, over at search engine watch i guess that's twice i've mentioned them i do visit more than search engine watch but um he wrote a a, a really good what i think um piece it covered you know, also what they might be getting at like what what their purposes are and that this isn't actually just a decision straight on Google right these are these are overarching ideas um, on the way this type of data should be should be treated. Um, one of the big gaps that they have well I guess I, quickly for our, for our listeners who may not know this is, has happened while users are signed in um, to Google. Um, their their search um, queries or, or keywords won't be transferring over. They're, they're being encrypted as they go across, so they, they won't be being um, transferred over. So as a website owner, you're going to lose what Google is, has come out and said is in the single-digit percentages of people who search while, while signed in, but we're going to be 8%. losing a sizable chunk of our of our data. Um, well, this
2: of our- is referrer data. Like, this is how person, the person got to your website, what keywords they used or what other, what keywords they used to get to the website that preceded the site, that preceded their visit to your site. Um, you know, actually, uh, Bruce Clay and the SEM Synergy team are going to be talking about this uh, just after our show, but it's, it's so worth noting because even though it's only about people who are signed in at Google, that's, that's 8% or so on, on average of searches. Right. And this is like people who are using... Google, uh, if Google Plus does take off, that'll you know it'll be like Facebook. You'll just have it sort of signed in in the background. Um, so it'll be an increasing number of searchers. Mm-hmm. And even, even 8% seriously wonks the analytic numbers that we've been giving to our clients for the last X number of months, X number of years. Right. We'll be able to report that they came from Google Organic, but not how they
1: came yeah. from Google, Google Organic. Now, one of the big... Uh, problems or, or, or sort of black eyes that Google's getting over this move, as, as I'm sure you know, um, has to do with the fact that that isn't happening on paid clicks. You are still pulling that data through paid, um, but you're not pulling that data through uh, through organic anymore. Um, Google coming out saying that this is a move for um, privacy and, and privacy yeah. uh, issues, and then, and then allowing it over there, which to me... It, it is a black eye for them, but if we really look at it, the thing is, to me anyway, when it comes to the paid side, um, if what we're looking for is security, if what we're looking for is privacy, and it's geared around the types of information that um, might be that I might want uh, some privacy assigned to my search patterns. In their defense, they've done a lot of that already, right? I mean, when when you look at um, you know, add words and what it will appear for. As soon as you cross the line into things that Google deems unethical or uh, the, the law deems either illegal or unethical, um, Google's usually block that. So you're not going to get the referrer data for some of the most sensitive queries that you may search, um, be them adult or um, or, or drug related, um, these sorts of things. So. They would have a decent argument going the most sensitive search queries that you could be searching for won't be showing up, and then we're hiding this data in the only place that they would, and there aren't any ads displaying but, but, uh, for but, that type of data.
2: Okay, so so if it, if it's a privacy issue, though, that's about, that's about Google tracking the individual surfer, and I'm not seeing that level of granularity in Google Analytics. Using GA, I cannot get back to you... Dave Davies conducted a search using these keywords. Um, and I, I certainly can't connect, I certainly can't be connected to my own midget porn fascination, right? <laughs> like, I was actually going to make that joke about you, but thought better of it because I'm a really nice guy. Thanks. Um, yeah, you're welcome. Um, so now, now the guys at Google are like, okay, had you just admitted he's, he's into midget porn? Yes.
0: Yeah. <laughs>
1: Refer that. So you don't need privacy settings to protect you on that one. <laughs> you so I'm not it
2: on. sure I needed privacy settings to protect me in Google anal- Analytics either. Like, there's some implicit agreement between me and Google that when I when I click on a paid ad, the we, the uh, information surrounding that non-identifiable search, not not mm-hmm. personally identifiable search, like I there's some implicit agreement that it's okay to use that. Or okay to give that information away to other webmasters, but it's not okay when I click on an organic search. Like I don't, I, I don't even get their argument. It it doesn't make logical sense, and these people are very, supposed to be very, very smart.
1: Well, I mean, valid point. And again, your friend of mine, Tom uh, Craver, uh, brought up some some really solid points, which is they can actually pass this data across into analytics. Um, and not, I mean, to their to their point, they're not just talking about Google Analytics, they're not passing it through into, into refer, so you wouldn't need to use Google Analytics, and there are more sophisticated analytical tools that would give you more granular ideas of... Yes, but we're talking about Google his choices. ...in his, his place, but, um, but Tom did point out that there are ways um, you know to secure this data coming across and provide it just as aggregate information. right? You, you can pass this across so that you could still show the Referrer data without having any identifiable um, information coming across. So, um, you know, Google's argument that this is privacy, it could be done in a way that would protect, entirely protect privacy, even if we're considering that an issue here, um, without, uh, without taking this, this core and, and key information away from us. I mean, as, as Jonathan points out, because they've allowed for it in AdWords, they have basically noted that this is critical information for website owners to have access to, and then at the same time to take it away from organic. Um, it is really, so, you know,
2: you know, I, I got to ask does that does that leave us falling back on the stale old argument that Google's doing this to bolster their AdWords business and you know make organic a little less attractive as an option?
1: Um, you know, I have a hunch if, if I just had to guess because of course. All of this analy- you know analysis of the situation is coming out after the fact. There may well be a, a case and, and we'll see it over the coming weeks, I'm sure. I'd say that Google put this, you know, created this environment, did what they did, didn't call Tom Craver ahead of time, right? just where they might not have thought of certain things their their business isn't organic search right I mean, they happen to provide a search engine but that's not their business um and so that's can't be where their brain is focused on they knew that adwords users would be up in arms if they took it away and that's where their business is so okay mm-hmm. we know we need to leave it there um i would say there's actually a a reasonable chance that they will sort of go Go back on and go, oh, okay, we've now tweaked it to, to pass this data through. It really doesn't cost them anything um, to pass this data through. I don't think it's a direct attack on SEOs. Um, oh, or, no, no, no. You know, we want to skew them at, at, at all. I don't think they're trying specifically to pull data from us because it doesn't really serve a large purpose because it is a relatively small segment relative to things. We can extrapolate. Um, from the other ninety-two percent of of visitors, we can extrapolate what that eight percent would be. Um, I mean, you yeah, would have now to for, do the math, right? Uh, well, you're going to exactly have to do math. Um, and one of the the difficulties will be understanding um, who your your website is catering to, because while it's only eight percent, that eight percent isn't isn't generic. It's like saying um, you know Microsoft has ten percent market share. Well. Or, I mean, um, you know, as as Bing, well, that, that varies industry to industry. I'm an SEO, so they have nothing in market share, right? I mean, when people are searching um, SEO-related phrases, they're on Google, so they have a disproportionately small. And we're going to have to look this way, too, when we're figuring out okay, is it actually 8% in mine? If I'm an SEO, are my users more often signed in than not? Now, fortunately, we will get some semblance of that data because we'll be seeing that, okay, they came from Google Organic, but they're they're not attributed to a keyword. Okay, so these percentages are signed in, and we're going to have to do the math that way, not just assume this 8% is right, but take a look at my Google Organic divided by how many were keyword-based, how many were... Um, not attributed to a keyword, okay, what's the percentage in my industry um, that are signed in versus not? And people who have Google accounts and stay signed in may follow specific demographic patterns based on an industry-to-industry standard. So that's going be, to be a bit of a curiosity to see what happens there, or if they just end up switching things over and go, we're not giving, you won't have as much data being passed over for for signed in users, but all right, we'll give you keyword data.
2: Uh, uh, you know what? This is the tip of the iceberg. They're they're data fat cats. Occupy Google. <laughs> tip of the iceberg, Dave. It's a slippery slope. Can't let them get away with this. <laughs> <laughs> now it's, it's important to note. That, you know, and again, I, I want to reiterate. Bruce and uh, Virginia and the SEM synergy crew are going to be covering this for a full hour in uh well in about in about uh, forty minutes. So um, you know, stay tuned for that. I'm sorry, about 20 minutes. they will be covering it for a full hour, so stay tuned for that. But uh, I want to reiterate: this is only people who are signed into Google. Who's, who we're getting, that's the data we're going to be losing, and it's it's the referral data. Um, they're probably power users, but you know, at the same time, it's kind of funny. We've been um, as SEOs, I, at least I know that. That I and and my partners have been pushing our clients to push their people to get involved in Google Plus. You know, we we really wanna bump up those Google Plus numbers. We're not entirely sure why, but we know we we know it's probably a good thing to do. And so <laughs> yep. now all those people who we've been trying to, you know, bolster through Google Plus, they're all gonna be signed in, right? We just lost all that data that we just created. Right, well yeah. those days, man, it's, it's it's you know, it's it's every day is a Monday some days. <laughs>
1: <laughs> it's true. It's true. Um now you will remember. I, I'm just going to move us a, a bit along because we got to take commercial break here in in a minute or two, and then, then come back for the last 10-15 minutes. But something I wanted to touch on really, really quickly because we promised we would last week. Um, we were chatting with uh, with Slingshot last week about their click-through rate data from Google. Um, they they have just uh, earlier today uh, posted up their Bing position um, position data, click-through rate data. So. That's an interesting thing to see, and and the differences between the two. Um, When we look at the position one um, differences, for example, click-through rate on Google is 18.2%. You'd guess that it would be, or or I would have, sight unseen, I would have guessed it'd be about the same, maybe even a little bit higher on Bing. Um, No, 9.66. That's click-through rate in position one, and it goes down from there. Um, and it goes down at about the same rate as um, as Google's does. A slightly different pattern, but but about the same uh, for. So any less of our... people
2: clicking. So let me let me just make sure I understand this. Less people clicking, but the pattern of usage is relatively the same. If you accept there are less people clicking. Yes. Yeah, but it, it drops <laughs> same. I mean, it,
1: it's it's a curious thing. I, I don't understand how. Um, I mean, and the, and the study was. Was was well done. I mean, it was done over over you know a large user enough segment. Interesting.
2: That's what it comes to. It's user conditioning. Google users have been conditioned to click on these links. Well, Bing users, and and their their, their uh, paid search partners Yahoo, their uh, users may not have been conditioned to click on those links. Hell, look what happened to Yahoo. Well, what I find interesting though,
1: as as a as a Bing user. Well, I mean, I do use Bing occasionally, but if somebody's going over to Bing, their their click through rate for their homepage, like first page of results, is twenty six point three two percent, according to this to this study. Now, the study was done over three hundred and what was it three hundred seventy give or take. I'll hunt it down in here in a minute, but um, yeah, it was done over about three hundred seventy keywords, so a a large enough segment of, of data, I think, to make over you know, okay, I mean, you know, uh, of time, do we know that? Uh, that wasn't in the, in the release, no. Because,
2: I mean, as you know, season, seasonality and the newness of Bing totally affects the way the users relate to it, eh? Most certainly, most certainly.
1: And, I mean, yeah, you will hit seasonal trends and, and things like that. Um, you will hit the urgency. I mean, seasonal trends will affect which keywords, um, although it will affect where they're being clicked on based more, I think, on the urgency um, now, I've seen seasonal trends more often affect when things are clicked, but it, it hasn't been a big impact on um, sort of where I'm where I'm willing to click,
2: sort of no, thing. But in for the of, for me, in as the as of for summer, me. you can expect less clicks than you can say in November or even in February because there's more stuff to do outside in the middle of summer. Right, but remembering
1: that this is based on a percentage of of searches ran. Right, so you' will cool. less okay. clicks. Uh, or we'll have less searches, but you would think, more or less, um, that people would, I mean, I may, if I'm searching up, whatever, um, you know, skiing in Tahoe, um, and if I'm searching that up in September, October, yeah, I might be willing to, I might skew the data by be, by my willingness to go further down the page, because, like, I'm looking it up in September, October, right, I'm obviously not doing this now, i got time to kill, I'm looking up some fun stuff, um, I, I may go further down a page or even go to page two or something just to, to look up a, a bunch of stuff. But um, overall, if I was looking for blue widgets in September, I'm looking for blue widgets in, in July, My my tendency to click on that first result, second result, third result is still going to be, give or take, about the same. I'm going to be looking at the titles and selecting. I may search less in July because I may be on holiday, but then my data wouldn't even count in there because I haven't even run a query. So this is
2: a... You're right. It's a percentage percentage of queries run. So you could have 10 queries. You could have 100 queries. Exactly. Uh, I mean, although... You,
1: you bring up a very valid point. Um, and, and one thing that, I mean, maybe we should ask them the answer, to answer this question for us is what it's not giving us is total number of queries run. If they ran this Google test on, you know, in, in say, a, a high period um, of search, you know, in, in November or something like that, and then you ran that same test through the month of July on Bing, you're going to get very, very s- skewed data. Well, certainly, and Bing—the limited you know, data.
2: just before we go to break. Also, there's the demographics of different search engine users. I mean, Google is relatively universal, but tends to be a higher educated and you know, um, 45 and younger set. well Bing tends to be the default for people who've just gotten a computer and don't know how to switch over their their search um, <laughs> their search to Google.com. Yeah. And, you know, so I could just see relationships with the uh, SERPs page at Google. Well, I know exactly what to do, but at Bing, there's a whole bunch of users who are like, why is that blue? <laughs> um, you know, <laughs> do I click there? Oh, I gotta go bake something. You know, <laughs> uh, with all love and respect to you, but to, to your mom, my mom's a Bing user, for instance. Hmm. Okay, hmm, and on that, um, she, she lives like 25 miles over there so I'm safe for now uh, <laughs> but on that we have to take a break here on WebCology and FM. it's Thursday the 20th of October 2011 this is Jim Edger from Digital Always Media and Dave Davis from Beanstalk SEO stay tuned we're going to come back and talk about the potentiality of um, well what might be happening to Yahoo back after these messages sit tight and don't move webcology we'll be back after this
1: short break from the creators of we build pages experience the power of the internet marketing ninja an exclusively trained army of nearly 100 in-house ninjas Mastered in the arts of social media, local marketing, content creation, SEO reporting, and
2: yes, link building, the Internet Marketing Ninjas will release a new version of their legendary tools to the public. Visit the Internet
1: Marketing Ninjas booth at PubCon 2011 Vegas or visit imninjas.com.
0: The ninjas are coming. give your account a real advantage admedia.com delivers cost-effective ad solutions with real conversions learn everything admedia can do for you today sign up at admedia.com admedia strong roi made simple two one boost to ignition
1: ascend into new heights of ranking and revenue with a search engine friendly online shopping cart that's ready for liftoff introducing ascender AscenderCart ascender cart optimizes your shopping cart with easy to use seo tools that will help build keywords titles and tags for top search engine rankings get all of the advantages of having a shopping cart on your site and monitor your progress with regular reports in just a click Prepare to launch your shopping cart to the top of the search engines with Cart. Learn more about what a sender Cart can do for you at AscenderCart.com. A-S-C-E-N-D-E-R-C-A-R-T
2: dot com.
1: WebmasterRadio.fm. Welcome to the place your competitors get their edge. Jump on it. We're here for you 24-7 off. Now back to Webcology, only on WebmasterRadio.fm.
2: You're the host, Jim Hedger and Dave Davies. So you know what, Dave? I found out a really cool thing today. I found what? out that Gaddafi's dead. Yeah? And the first thing I said was, Yahoo. <laughs> and that's not because I'm totally pleased that Gaddafi's dead, which of course I am, because, you know, the... the You you really was a dick, but I said Yahoo because I was looking at Yahoo News, and that's how you know I found out that Gaddafi was dead. You know, my my little Yahoo News ticker I have running on my monitor came up. Mm -hmm. Yahoo! (laughs) (laughs) You hear that, Momo? That was for you. Um, Of course, you don't hear that. You're dead. Um, The neat thing was it was again Yahoo News and. I remembered that Yahoo is actually, you know, there's, there's, there's still great value to this perennial dog of a company, dog's breakfast of a company um, that we used to know and love as a, you know, real search engine. And as it turns out, like, the worst kept secret in Silicon Valley is that Yahoo is totally in play. Um, it's up for sale. Just somebody has to come along with a reasonable offer and idea of what to do with it. And um, so it it, it seems we have um, on one side of the ocean, we have um, Ma and the Alibaba group who want to buy Yahoo. But on this side of the ocean, we have Microsoft and the Canada Pension Plan Investment Fund that look like they're getting together to make a bid for Yahoo. And I, I, I started off, I introduced all this by, by talking about Yahoo News, which was beat Google to breaking the story. Google News, um, you know, Yahoo News actually has deals with AP and with um, uh, United and with the other press agencies out there, where Google News is just an aggregator. Um, there's huge value. Who's going to get it? What's going to happen to it? And does that have anything to do with the, all the play we see in the mobile world right now? hmm Yeah, these are the questions I, that ran through my head. I'm throwing them at you as rhetorical questions, hoping Ooh. to you know, start conversation because I've been talking so long.
1: <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, these, these are a curious one, and, and one just never. I mean, we, we've mocked Yahoo I don't know how many, how many times on this show. Um, million times and
2: counting. So I found out
1: by looking at Yahoo backlinks. <laughs> um, I mean I, I it's funny because you you, you know the, the, the pension plan up here in Canada is, is run well uh, yes. and, and, and so it's, it's funny to see them going in there like that partnering up with, with Microsoft to, to make a deal on this um, it actually gives me some hope that something may come from Yahoo because we've got two companies that aren't idiots um looking at this as a as a property and, and an acquisition play here. Um Canada's pension plan has a has a a good solid track record um of, of making wise investments and, and turning other better. investments into wise ones. Yeah, exactly, because you and I are gonna be relying on that one day, hopefully. Fingers crossed it's still there. Yeah. Um and that our kids don't shut it down to save money. Um and Microsoft, who you know, could could certainly could certainly use it. I mean, Yahoo's deal with Microsoft may may not be producing quite the same revenue um, that maybe Yahoo would would like, um, and, and that certainly showed in their Q3 um, earnings report. But um, you know, as just a direct acquisition under under Bing slash Microsoft control, I think uh, I think Yahoo could be a, a highly viable problem. I mean, they have a bunch of fantastic properties. Um, they're they're just not monetizing them the way the way that perhaps they um they should well that's very very clear they're not not monetizing them the way the way they should so i mean i i wouldn't have guessed that this would be a, a great acquisition for for you know uh something outside um like the the Canada pension plan um investment and, and stuff like that but um since they are and since they are looking at it um it it actually made me start to think of things a little bit differently and go you know, okay, maybe there actually is something a little more here. I viewed it as, you know, Microsoft will be the one to end up buying it, and it's just because that's a way they can buy increased market share. Right there, we are. Uh,
2: uh, they want a partner to come in to share the risk with them, um, and also to share the, the 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 need to recapitalize the place.
1: I will be really, really interested, if they do this, uh, to see how that breaks down. Like, Will, how silent a partner does, does the, the pension plan have to be in this, right? I mean, obviously, Microsoft has um, the talent, brains, and understanding of the industry um, to, to sort of guide the decisions. But how how strong a voice um, will the pension plan have in, in what they do?
2: We'll only uh, know that they later. I would want to note Canada Pension Plan was part of the consortium that bought Skype, mm-hmm. which was recently sold to Microsoft at a um, I, I forget what the profit was, but I rem- I remember looking at it and going, good, <laughs> we could use it. Um, you know, I, I remember being pleased about about the, uh, the 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 profit that the pension plan itself made in its uh, its part of the the sale of Skype. Yeah. So. The people advising the pension plan on these acquisitions—they're—they're—they're they're, they're, they're clearly not stupid. They understand the tech world. Oh yeah, um, I mean, micro or uh, 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 a play for Yahoo—that is scary. It really is because Yahoo doesn't even know what it is anymore. I don't think any of us have a clue exactly what Yahoo is. But this massive space of quasi-anarchic real estate um, that should monetize better but doesn't. <laughs> um, but then again, you know what? Ask Shawna Finell, e-com experts. Ask her what she thinks about Yahoo, and you're going to get a totally different world view.
1: You would. I mean, something that I view, I mean, you bring up an interesting point with, with Skype, but something that I view fundamentally different in this acquisition is, uh, or, or potential um, acquiring of Yahoo, is um, when Microsoft takes it, it's not it's not something that will then be built for resale, right? This would be sort of the final sale of this thing. When Microsoft well, acquires it, that is what it is. I mean, it's not like Google's going to come in and go, hey, can we buy Yahoo? And, and Microsoft's saying, yeah, great idea. We'd love to sell you a big chunk of our, you know, the largest component of our, well, of our market share.
2: I, I agree with you to a point, Dave, because don't forget, Yahoo itself is a multifaceted company. It's, it's a multi-headed mm-hmm. hydra. Who knows, like, how something many arms off. and divisions oh. Yahoo actually has, but they're everywhere. You know, right, so you're thinking about, uh, and then we'll sell off the pieces of it. And... some of it's useful immediately to Microsoft. Some of it may be useful, may not be useful. Um, we know that guys like, um, you know, when Carl Icahn was was circling around, looking at was was actually actively involved in Yahoo's board. Mm-hmm. That that's what that's what guys like him do. So right. there's a lot. But I'm, he was attracted to the company because, in component pieces, it may well be worth more than it is as an entire company. So why shouldn't Microsoft think that way? You know.
1: Well, you're right. I mean, that may be what the what the the pension plans looking at as well is. If we buy the whole thing, then you know Microsoft wants to keep its search, so we can just keep some shares in Microsoft and then sell off the rest, make our money back, and be stuck with these. Well, left with these shares of, of Microsoft.com, right? That would be and,
2: a wonderful position to be in for 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 the for the Canada pension plan. Yeah, those
1: certainly would. And if they can work it out to a zero cost, and now we've got all these shares, great. <laughs> you
2: know, <laughs> you know what. I want the guy who's running the pension plan, or the woman and who, the, the person running the pension plan. They ought to be the prime minister. Damn it! <laughs> you know, I'm sure you and I can agree on that. I think we can. Yeah, get somebody like that
1: in the uh, in the finances. Um, something okay, I'm going to ask. i Indeed, I've got asked. Did you go to uh, take this lollipop? Did you watch the video?
2: You know what. I, uh, I tried to, but remember uh, just before the show started, I told you about this panic I'm having over the 140,000
1: URLs. Right. Site- <laughs> you, you didn't get a chance. For any of our listeners who haven't had a chance. I don't
2: want to run a video.
1: Fair enough. For any of our listeners who haven't had a chance, just go to takethislollipop.com and uh, I'd, I'd give a watch of the movie, Jim. You should. Uh, what it'll do is, is really let you know how frightening the amount of information that's uh, on you in Facebook is, but you're not giving them any access to anything that you're having to give a million different apps access to. Um, in fact, it reminded (laughs) me to go through into my uh, account settings uh, because I went in to remove it after I'd watched this movie and, and go remove it and realized, Oh, here's another 30 apps that I've given access to all of my data to that I have never, you know, I haven't used that app in, you know, six months or whatever, <laughs> and, and, I, and I'm still feeding them my information, so. You
2: don't uh, use them, but my brother, they is using you. They're
1: using me, so yeah, right now I've got like four. <laughs> the ones that's like, right, I'm willing to trade my information for the service on these ones. Um, so, yeah, but we've uh, we're, we're, I guess, uh, I guess we're down in time now. Yeah, we blew yeah. through an
2: hour again. That was fun. <laughs> <laughs> hey, um, friends, uh, we did it. We went through a whole other hour. Dave, thank you so much. It was, that was that was one of the more fun conversations I've had all week. It was indeed. Uh, on behalf of Dave Davies over at Beanstalk SEO, this is Jim Hedger from Digital Always Media. You've been listening to Webcology on FM on Thursday, the 20th of October, 2011. Stay tuned. Uh, Bruce, Virginia, and SEM Synergy are coming up next to talk, well to talk all things Google Analytics, referral data, and stuff. Stay tuned, friends. We'll talk to you next week.